the Christmas season, the joys of the Christmas season, I'm sure there's more than one joy, are now gone. We have exchanged greetings and presents. We have shared with others. We have feasted together and delighted together in family fellowships, all of us. We have seen the angels. We have heard, quote, a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, peace, goodwill toward men. Our hearts have been stirred by the music of the angels, but now the angels, the celestial music, and the vision of heaven coming down to earth are gone. And it came to pass the angels were gone away from them into heaven, Luke 2.15. And now we're back on earth. The depth of winter is upon us, the weather is bad, the bills are more numerous than usual, and we're experiencing the, the let-down feeling that comes after Christmas is over, and we all have it. The feeling that is nurtured by the long, long time we have spent getting ready for Christmas. And then after a few hours of celebration, it's over. We have expected so much, and the reality was so good, but it lasted so short a moment in our life. It was here like a bright, shining vision, and then it faded away, and now we're back in the humdrum routine with the same old problems, the same old illness, poverty, drudgery, wickedness, evil, on and on. But if this is what Christmas is all about, then it is a terrible mockery. If it lifts our spirits briefly, only to crush them later in utter despair, then Christmas is not joy, not peace, not goodwill, but utter, utter cruelty. Obviously, this is not what God has in mind for us. So let's look briefly this morning of three groups of people who were involved in the original Christmas to see how Christmas affected their lives. First, the shepherds. St. Luke tells us that the shepherds returned glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had seen and heard, Luke 2.20. The shepherds had gone to Bethlehem with the angels' song in their ears, and they had seen the holy child in the manger, and they had looked with wonder upon the scene. And now it was the day after. Now they must return, go back to the fields and the, the nightly watching over the sheep. The same fields, the same routine, but with a difference for the shepherds after they had gone to Bethlehem and seen the Christ child. St. Luke has them singing as they go, as if the glory of that night would remain with them for the rest of their lives. 
the day after for them was no let down feeling no day of exhaustion something wonderful happened Christmas Day they had seen God and they had caught a glimpse of heaven and everything had changed as a result the skies were bright with a new radiance and the old had become new and life was shot through with a new beauty that they never had before and they went back to the old life keeping the sheep on the same hills yet it was a new and a different life full of praise to God and full of joy in the good news of God's great gift to us the person who made the difference was Emmanuel, God with us. As one of our young people said at a youth retreat some years ago, the wind blows, the snow falls, but the love from his crib warms the world. So first, the shepherds. And second, let us look at how Christmas affected the mother of God, the Theotokos, Mary. The New Testament gives us one of the most beautiful sayings about her. It's a poem in itself when it says, quote, And all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. But Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. She kept all these things. She did not let go of them. And she meditated on them. She pondered on them in her heart. In other words, she kept Christmas in her heart. And she would never, never let it depart from her. She kept the vision alive through prayer and meditation. It would never die for Mary there would not be that letdown feeling of the day after. For Christ came to be with us, not to leave us after Christmas, but to remain with us as Emmanuel, God with us until the end of time, and then on into eternity. First the shepherds, then Mary the Theotokos, and finally let's look at the wise men. When they learned of the plot of King Herod to kill the Christ child, they did not come back to Jerusalem, but went another way, Matthew tells us in his Gospel. Now, what did Matthew mean when he wrote that the wise men went back another way? No doubt he meant that they took another route so as to frustrate Herod's murderous intentions. But is there not more to the words than that? Can't it be true that they took another way in the spiritual sense too? What they had seen in the manger had changed their lives. No one who ever meets Christ with a good will returns the same way he came. Our motives, our values, our attitudes are no longer the same. The old way of life is no longer satisfying. At Bethlehem we find a new and better way to live. 
And the new year coming as it does just a few days after Christmas is, is really a modern revision because the ancient world had other times to mark the beginning of the year. The church year, for example, begins on September the 1st. But there is much to justify the choice of this time. How appropriate it is that we should begin the new year one week or so after Christmas. Like the wise men, we have seen the star. And like them, we have followed that star to the babe of Bethlehem. And like them, we have worshipped the Christ child, brought him our gifts, and received him in the manger of our souls to the sacrament of communion. Now, let us go another way, God's way, leaving behind the old fears, the old anxieties, the old hostilities, the old animosities, the old grudges, the old sins, the old sorrows, and walking into the future with Christ, kinder, more loving, more conscious of the needs of others, and ever conscious of the presence of Christ our Savior, born Emmanuel, God with us, not some of the time, but all of the time, and not just as at Christmas, but the year round. So as we take down our de Christmas decorations to store them in the attic these days or in the basement, let's be careful not to take Christ down. He was meant not for the attic or for the basement, but for the living room of your heart and mind, the year round. After all, his presence with us is what Christmas is all about we will turn to the back page of the bulletin. I'd like for us to read together those words by T.C. Clark. It's in the bottom right-hand corner of the back sheet of the bulletin. What do we observe on Christmas Day? What do we observe on Christmas Day? The birth of a child in a land far away? The glow of a star or the desert waste? Yes, of Christmas this is a part. Angel and wise men and bright star shine. But of Christmas this is the heart. Christ came to dwell in your life and mine. So our visit to Bethlehem this year has come to an end. And like the shepherds, we go back to our routine duties, singing, singing with renewed faith in Christ. Like the wise men, we return not by the way we came, but by another way, the way of Christ, the way of peace, the way of love, the way of joy. And like the mother of God, we shall keep pondering the meaning of Christ's birth in our hearts to give us new vision and new joy for the year ahead. Years ago, someone sent a card to a friend the day after Christmas, and it captures the meaning of what we have tried to express today. The author is unknown, but the words speak to us of the great truth that we talked about today, and that's the little item right next to the 
poem we just read on the back of the bulletin. I'm going to read this together and conclude with this. When the song of the angels is stilled, when the star in the sky is gone, when the kings and princes are home, when the shepherds are back with their flock, the work of Christmas begins to find the lost, to heal the broken, to feed the hungry, to release the prisoner, to rebuild the nations, to bring peace among brothers, to make music in the heart. Alleluia. Unto us a child is born. Amen.